Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Bob Goff. Bob is a lawyer, speaker, and author of New York Times bestselling books, Love Does, and Everybody Always. He's also the husband to Maria. And how many kids do you have now, Bob? We've got three. Three kids and three grandkids, right? Yes. How fun is that? It's a fun time. Well, welcome to the Equip Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's jump right in. One of the key topics that you discuss in your book is putting love into action. So what are some ways that you put love into action every day? Yeah. You know, when it comes from this uh, verse in Galatians 5, 6, is that the only thing that matters is faith expressed in love. Mm. And the crazy thing is that Jesus doesn't need our help. Mm-hmm. I ask him every day, can I help you out? And he says every day, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want our help. He wants our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so you say like, so you can do be doing all the right things with a bad kind of motive if you want to bring attention to yourself or your insecure or whatever it is. And I think we want to sync up like why we doing what Mm -hmm. we're doing. So I think this idea of love, gosh, if you just love people without an agenda, then really cool things will happen. Which is the hard part is getting rid of the agenda. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lose the agenda. Because as soon as love has an agenda, it's not love anymore. It's a program. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, And we don't need any more programs. How do you love people that are hard to love? Oh, that's everybody. I'm a little prickly. (laughs) You know, like just the things like, but, but loving people for who they're turning into seemed to be like the pattern that Jesus had. Like he didn't say to Peter, like, you know, what, mm-hmm. what do you mean you don't know me? And the rooster's going off. He said, you're a rock. Mm-hmm. He didn't call him a wimp. He called him a rock. And he, he wasn't saw, a rock at that point. You're right. Exactly. Saw who he's turning into. So sometimes somebody's a little prickly, like there's an explanation, like there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you're having a difficulty with them, but you're actually having a difficulty with their spouse who you've never met because mm-hmm. they're having a difficulty with their spouse. Mm-hmm. So you're getting all the byproduct of that. So to just like, uh, just pause a little bit, chill out. And I'm a like trial lawyer. I went win arguments for a living, but I'm not trying to win arguments with people, even about matters of faith. I'm not trying to argue people into heaven because it's bad advocacy. You're it right. doesn't work. You're right. But loving people is awesome advocacy. Yes. Yeah. And just that approach with grace. Now, you have a quote that says, love is never stationary in the end. Love doesn't just keep thinking about it or planning for it. Simply put, love does. Now, one thing that's really big in church circles is you hear about somebody's pain or hurt that they're dealing with, and you say that, oh, well, I'll pray for you. And then you move on with your life. But what kind of opportunities are we missing out there when we don't put that love into action? Yeah. Sometimes uh, the I'll pray for you can be like a sincere man, like I'm going to do that. And other times it's not uh, no bad intention. It's just Mm -hmm. a placeholder. Yes. Uh, Like I have one of my sons, when you say something, it's like he's trying to process it. uh, And so he'll say, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, what he heard what you said, but he has a tick that says, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And so that gives him time to process what happened and, or what was said, and then he can respond to it. And so sometimes I like, uh, let me pray on it or like I'm waiting on God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my thought bubble, he's probably waiting on you. <laughs> uh, 
So to just say, I'm going to eliminate the piece where I'm um, just having a placeholder and saying, I'll pray for it and say like, gosh, can I get some skin in the game? Can mm-hmm. I do something about that? Mm-hmm. Like at a real practical, tangible level. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And and Baptist churches, we like to bring a meal. We're all about a casserole. Yeah, that's right. And like make it happen with a casserole. I yes. like that. Yeah, but there's something uh, beautiful about just saying, well, let me come in and instead of trying to fix it, just try to understand it. First of all, trying to understand it for yourself, mm-hmm. like what's going on. Um, and then when other people have needs, like, man, the best advice I've ever gotten was a hug. Yes. <laughs> just well, shut up. And hug we see people. that example in Job where his friends really got in trouble when they started talking. It was when they sat with him in the book of Job in the Bible and listened to him and just were present with him. But once they opened their mouths, nothing went right. <laughs> yeah, like... that would, would, uh, would be Tuesday for me and Wednesday uh-huh. and Thursday and Friday. But that idea of to just say, hey, um, and not offering like advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people ask me uh, for advice, what I usually do is tell them my experience. Mm. So for instance, uh, I've sailed across the ocean a couple of times for reasons I don't quite understand because I get really seasick. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's good. I could drop 30 pounds every single time. <laughs> it's like the ultimate weight loss program. Um, but uh, there was a guy met and he, I told him we were uh, planning on doing it again. And he said, well, you need to do this and this and bring this and this. And I'm like, are you a sailor? And he said, no, I've never left Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) He had all kinds of opinions. He just didn't have all kinds of experience. Uh And so think about that when somebody's gone through a great, uh, relationship or two, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, then things turn and they just gone really wonky. Um, before you get advice with somebody, ask them like, so tell me about your best and worst relationships. How that going? It's not to catch somebody. It's just to kind of vet it and understand, Mm -hmm. like, is this something that you've had some success at or had some parallel failures? It all falls under, as Philippians 2.20, it's Paul talking about Timothy. He says, I don't have anybody like Timothy. He's a guy who takes a genuine interest in other people's welfare. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to take a genuine interest in our own welfare. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're too hot, you know, if you're too cold, you know, if you're too broke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most people don't know if they're too rich. Um, But to just say, like, um, what I want to do is take a genuine interest in your welfare. Like, what does it feel like to be you right now? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be crazy if I asked you that? I am asking you, what's it feel like really, really to be you right now? Feels kind of fun. I mean, I got to interview you today, which was out of the blue. I mean, that's fun. Unexpected. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. And so then you can say something there's also, if you went into different areas of your life, you'd say, there's some areas in my life that feel really conflicted. That I have uh, these people that say they love God a lot, but they just don't seem to like the people he made. Mm. Um, um, And so I feel conflicted on that. I feel... I'm sad, and I just also want to be active about that. Yeah, I'm not going to get in everybody's grill. I'm yeah. not that guy. Yeah. Um, and so, when somebody said, "What's it feel like to be you?" I would say, "Well, like pick the area." Yeah. And then we could drill down in that, right? Yes. You could just say, exactly. like, "There's the immediate, which is just two new friends hanging yes. out." Yes. And then you could say the relationships that are closest to you, maybe. The people that are listening, you could say, if you accept this premise, we're all either a reflection of or reaction to Mm. the people you grew up with, 
right? So if mm-hmm. you grew up with parents that were like nurturing and inquisitive and mm-hmm. curious and all that, then you could say, oh yeah, I'm a reflection of that. Mm-hmm. I'm nurturing and inquisitive mm-hmm. and curious. Um, or you might be a reaction to that, that your parents weren't nurturing and inquisitive and curious. And so you became really nurturing and you became mm-hmm. what you needed and didn't get. Absolutely. So isn't that great? So if you could just uh, have these kinds of conversations with people, that's what it looks like to take a genuine interest in other people. The other version is like, how about the uh, Astros? How about the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. How about that? And uh, sports is fine, I guess, but I think there just uh, needs to be a lot of that, if that's your thing, and a lot more. Yes. Yeah. There's so much more. Well, and the thing with that is you have to slow down. And take time out of your day to invest in someone's life like that. And a lot of us have planned our days where there's no time to slow down. And so you're jumping from meeting to school pickup to errands to home to cook dinner to bed. And you don't schedule any time into your day to slow down, which is for somebody like me who likes to get a lot of things done in a short amount of time, it's a hard thing to accomplish. Yeah, think about this as a great illustration, like a handful of sand is 400,000 grains, depending on like how big your hand is, but give or take. Wow. If you're really bored someday, count them up. (laughs) I don't Um, think I'll ever be that bored. (laughs) uh, And if you meet uh, 13 people a day Uh and live about 90 years, that's what 400,000 looks like. So if you, what if you said, I'm not just going to meet 13 people, I'm going to actually try to have 13 conversations. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be hour long conversations, but to just say, I want to have 13 exchanges like you and I are a day. Uh, If you let go of that handful of sand, some of the sand's going to stick and some of it's going to fall to the ground. And these will be among the conversations and the people that you meet, some will stick. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to go, these are your circle of friends, Mm -hmm. but I want to like, I don't want to just a shared experience. And I don't want somebody that just agrees with me, but what if you like encounter really difficult people and you can love them like that's where you're in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, all your friends here, that's low hanging fruit. You guys are easy to get along yeah. with, but find somebody particular, particularly difficult and say like, wow, could I do that? Not make them a project. It's not an mm-hmm. agenda because people aren't projects. Uh, but to just say, I'm going to do this. It's going to be among the dozen people that I have a conversation with. I'm going to find somebody who's kind of a pill. Yes. And they're d- not aiming to be a pill. Mm-hmm. Usually they're making a point. Mm-hmm. Like the, what they're trying to say is don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That bothers me. Mm-hmm. And it it reads pill, mm-hmm. but what's actually, they're trying to make a point. Yeah. And it's so, just a way of communicating. Yeah. You just have to decide, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I wonder what point they're trying to make because mm-hmm. they're really hitting the pill button right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need to do. <laughs> what's your point? Yeah, what, what's the point here? <laughs> but I love how Jesus did. I mean, imagine him on a cross with uh, a person on each side of him, and he didn't vet the guy next to him. Mm-mm. He didn't say, like, what are you in for? Yeah. He didn't say, do you feel bad about what you did? He said, I'll see in paradise. Mm -hmm. And so everybody who wants to vet everybody else and like, I'll promise you, Jesus didn't die on a cross so we'd behave better. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, he's here. So we would actually take a genuine interest in the people he made. Mm, I love that. So one thing and what that often leads to people maybe being like a pill is them not feeling love themselves. So how can we love other people when we don't feel like we are loved ourselves? Yeah. So what a great uh, question. And I, I'm right back to reflection reaction. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't experience love, then they just don't have that in their toolbox. They mm-hmm. just, it didn't come from that. I was talking to my dad 
about his relationship with his dad. And he said that he can only remember one conversation that he had with his dad because his dad, there's more to the story. His dad lost his hearing, um, really early on in my Mm -hmm. dad's life. And so he really, while he was in proximity, uh, with his father, he didn't have a lot of conversations with him. And so he was learning that it was like amateur night when little Bobby Goff like showed up on the scene. Mm-hmm. And like, usually I didn't have eyebrows cause they like burn off in the last explosion. <laughs> um, but to just say like that, there's a thing behind that. Mm-hmm. And so an explanation. So sometimes when people lack some people skills, there's probably something going on. Wouldn't you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. So taking a genuine interest uh, means like finding out what that thing is. Oh, did you know this? Uh, the Mona Lisa doesn't have eyebrows. <gasps> Is that crazy? I haven't thought about Mind it. Mind blown. Yes. There's your fact for the day. Fun fact but here's the, day. the crazy thing. She used to, but she just got what? she got dusted too hard. <gasps> they they dusted her eyebrows right off. So <laughs> no what idea. It, where am I going with this? Like sometimes what we're trying to do is over control the people around us. Mm-hmm. We're trying to dust them up and we wipe their eyebrows off and they just end up looking like her. <laughs> <laughs> So just know that there's usually more to the story if somebody's a little prickly or if somebody's like really excessively happy like me. Mm -hmm. Like there's usually that's covering up just a heap of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Like that you have all this insecurity, you didn't know what to do. And then you realize, oh, I could be the fun guy. And then if I was fun, I didn't have to deal with all the... Like all the other, the other unresolved, conflicting yeah. ideas. And you go like, oh, just be the balloon guy. Be Tigger. Um, <laughs> yes. And so as you're being, and I'm not saying get inside everybody's head. I'm saying show a genuine interest mm-hmm. in their story. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something beautiful you could say. By the way, did you notice you don't have eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> You know, somebody's taking a genuine interest in you when they can say that. Yes, when they notice. (laughs) When you meet the Mona Lisa. I love it. I love it. See, people listen to your podcast and they get information. They'll win Twerville Pursuit. Uh They'll be just all kinds of things to say. It'll be perfect. And I've not thought about the Mona Lisa in quite some time, but it just popped in. I love it. So that was for somebody who is listening. Somebody needed to know about the Mona Lisa. God told me to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you recently posted on Instagram, God never compares what he creates. Now, our listeners are primarily women. This is a podcast for women's ministry. And I think that that is something that women struggle with every single day and most parts of our day is comparing ourselves. So what encouragement would you offer to someone that finds themselves in this comparison loophole? Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. (laughs) I mean, like that is what we do. And it really is. There's some like, I bet some like very primal things going on. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some person standing a little too close to the fire and they ignite Mm -hmm. next to a cave. They go, Mm -hmm. well, well, I want to stand a little bit further away from the fire (laughs) because I saw what happened. Um, Somebody in the tribe, in the clan is more well-received, more popular, more accepting. You go like, I wonder what they're doing Mm -hmm. so that I could... Uh, experience some of the same with that. So where it goes around the bend is where you take the eyes off of your paper and you start looking at at the other person's paper. Remember when you're in grade school, they mm-hmm. say, keep your eyes on your own paper. So to just say like, who's God uniquely creating you to be? If we spend our time trying to be like somebody else, then we won't uh, be the person that God made. That person will never show up. Mm. I just want to say uniquely 
me. And gosh, I get misunderstood all the time. Could you imagine being me? Mm. I it just constantly misunderstood. I write books, I say things, I'd be like, where what? People take whatever out of context. Yeah. Yes. Somebody asked me recently when I did this uh last book, they said, Are you watering down the gospel again? Oh I'm like, oh, I hope so. <laughs> like I really want to make it for thirsty people. Yes. If you are not thirsty for the word of God, you will hate my books. Mm. But I don't put Bible verses in my books, right? You want a Bible verse? Mm-hmm. Read the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's full of them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want people to read my book if they're looking for Bible verses. I want them to read the scriptures because yes. I'm a scriptures guy. And point. so the best way to have people do that is not put people like put the scriptures in the book because I want to write to the guy at the tire store, mm-hmm. the one that's uh, what I would call church adjacent. Yes. Right? They, they, they're not mad at the church. They're just kitty corner to it. They're mm-hmm. like, whatever, do your thing over there. And I just want him or her to know they're welcome. Yeah. And so if you're uh, this idea of comparison is to say, I'm supposed to be like you. And it comes from a great, like John 17, like my, my prayer is that they would be one. And sometimes we confuse oneness with sameness. Mm-hmm. And so I just want us to just bust out and just be who we are. Don't get all insecure and start doing stupid things to get attention, to mm-hmm. say, I'm my own, I'm living my best life. <laughs> it's about taking a genuine interest in other people, yet yes. not having yourself lost yes. in other yes. people. Like to just be uniquely you. And if you do that well, you'll be misunderstood. I mean, they killed Jesus. Yeah. What's a bad day for you? Really? No, really. People are going to misunderstand you. You'll lose a couple friendships that were there. But you know what? You'll actually be honoring God. Mm-hmm. You want to go do something awesome? Go be you. Mm-hmm. And heaven will be doing the wave. Well, and realizing too, we grow at different paces. Somebody else next to us may be growing at a super fast pace and we may be growing a little slower and that's okay. Yes. I promise you this coming Saturday... Uh, there's going to be a farmer who's praying for rain, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a bride who's praying for sunshine, mm-hmm. right? And if it rains on her wedding day, it's not because he doesn't like her. He's just doing something different in somebody else's life at a different time than mm-hmm. he's doing in her life. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say, man, let it rain. Let yeah. the sunshine wherever. Just know that when something doesn't turn out the way I'm hoping, it's not just happy thinking. It's just, it's right thinking. It's biblical thinking. And then don't build consensus because there's this idea that like somehow we have to have consensus for, mm-hmm. you know, our lives to work because Jesus said we're going to build a kingdom mm-hmm. and building consensus doesn't lend itself to building a kingdom. Uh, you end up with a camel. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of the Bible, do you have a favorite verse or story? I do. They're all tied for first. But the (laughs) one that I'm thinking of right now is in Matthew 21. It's about the two sons. And uh, he tells the first son, go out in the field and work. And the first son uh, just says no. (laughs) He doesn't like dressing up. He's like, nah. Uh, But then it said he went. Uh-huh. The second son, that's the one I can identify with. The second son said all the right things. He's like, I'm your guy, send me in. I'm a lawyer, I say the right stuff for uh-huh. a living. Uh, but he didn't go. Mm-hmm. And then there's just this dead cat bounce at the end of this parable. He said, which one did what the father asked? So we got a lot of people agreeing with Jesus. 
like they read the scripture. I'm one of them. I, I read these scriptures. I agree with him, but then I don't do anything. And I, I go full second son and just would rather get in touch with the first son. Mm-hmm. Like did the one that said no, because either I'm scared or I don't feel like I have the tools. I don't have the experience. I like, there's a, a long list of really well thought through reasons, but then he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. I love that. Of the 37 miracles Jesus did, the fifth one, he's out on the sea, Galilee, and gets the guys in the boat and he tells them, push out a little deeper. And they looked at each other and they thought it was a stupid idea, but they did it anyway. Mm. And that's the hope for the people listening in, that you've got something. You're like, you just do it anyway. You've got somebody that you got sideways with mm-hmm. and you don't want to apologize because you were right and they were wrong. But what if you just do it anyway? I'm sorry. Don't say, I'm sorry you're so stupid and lame. <laughs> sorry you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. So just say like, man, I'm just sorry. I just got a little wonky there. What if we just have a do-over? Mm-hmm. Um, just find a simple way to like resolve these. Otherwise, they just become all these distractions that are around us. Mm-hmm. And then you're so distracted by what's going on around you that you can't really listen to the heartbeat of what God's doing within you. Mm. And so that's where it gets good, where you just get like resolve. You've got some undone business with somebody, just do your best. And if they don't want to resolve it, then you just did as far as you could in Matthew 18, like you brought the least of the brethren, that would be me, with you. Uh, and like, just bring somebody with you and then say, hey, could we just score this? It's not this big intervention. It's just like, hey, that felt wonky to me. Did that feel wonky for to you? I know that's not a word in the dictionary, but it's we a word for it today. Yeah. But it just felt wonky. So could we just like fix that? Um, what if we just start again? Make them take you to Starbucks. Make them pay. They're <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's just something really beautiful about some of those do-overs. And mm-hmm. my idea isn't just to like do some spring cleaning in relationships, but instead to say, what if I clear the path uh, so that I can start seeing other people's needs, not my own like complicated life. Mm-hmm. And if you could sort out a couple things in your life, then you'll be able to take a genuine interest in other people's life. But otherwise it's like O'Hare on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Every issue in your life is trying to land on one runway mm-hmm. and they're just mm-hmm. not going to work. So I'm just saying, let's just thin the traffic down mm-hmm. a little bit, figure out what's a distraction today and then bring it to Jesus. You know, that Philippians said, make your requests known, but you got to see it so you can understand it, mm-hmm. so you can explain what it is that you need mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, if you just say, I'm feeling anxious, like, yeah, that means something and nothing at the same time. Oh, yeah. Let's just figure out, let's pin it, like what that is. I'm anxious about my finances, my relationships feel shallow, my spouse feels distant. My Let's just figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. And then you say, what can I do about that? Um, and then come up with a game plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's great. Well, there are two questions that we ask every guest who comes on the Equip podcast. The first is, what is something you're learning? And the second is, what is something you're loving? Well, now that I've told you about Mona Lisa not having eyebrows, you know people are going to look that up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're going to say, you know it. Yeah. Oh, she didn't have eyelashes either. Those got rubbed off too. They found a piece of one. Like lap, that's how they know because there's like a little bit of one left Curious there. Curious what else Dang. may have gotten rubbed Is off. that awesome? Yeah. Yes. Her smile. She ended up with a smirk. Um, the thing that I'm learning right now is how to do like um, 
these kind of workarounds in our life. Mm-hmm. Like we have, we just got the, whatever circumstance we're in, we've got to do this workaround. We say like, ah, what do I do given this? How do I like still get to things that are worth doing? Incorporating faith and family and fun and dealing with the finances and all that. So I find myself constantly doing workarounds and come up with really creative, winsome workarounds. I'm going to tell you something else you didn't know. Uh, Disneyland uh, has flags on Main Street. Mm -hmm. Have you been? Not to the land. I've been to Disney World. Disney World. And then do they have a Main Street? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of American flags on it. Uh You know, there's protocols on flags. Like you Uh have to put them at half staff. You take them down at night. If they do stay up, they have to be lit. Here's all these Mm -hmm. perks. Disney doesn't- Can't touch the ground. Yeah. Disney doesn't comply with any of those. You'd be like, oh my gosh, like Disney? Here's the deal. The flags only have 45 stars. (gasps) They have 14 stripes, not 13. They're pennants. Okay. I'm going to Disney World with my husband's family next year. I'm going to count. Count. Say like, you know, I've spent some time. 45. So because- they're not officially flagged. They flop like a flag. Uh-huh. They look like a flag, but they're a pennant. And so what I'm trying to get at is this, is how can we do a workaround with some of the difficult like sticking points in our life? First, you got to see them. Mm-hmm. What's the pain point in your life right now? Are you feeling isolated? Are you feeling lonely? You don't want to just like think about that. We want to be like, no, let's think about something happy. And I'm not saying get wrapped around the axle, but like, let's figure it out, mm-hmm. figure out that pain point and then figure out a workaround. And here's the workaround. Take it to Jesus. Mm. Like just with authenticity. Mm-hmm. You asked another question. I'll answer it lightning speed. Uh-huh. What are you loving? Oh, what I'm loving. Well, I'm loving of being a grandpa. Oh. Yes. That's how you, we get about 4,000 weeks, give or take, depending on whether you eat Pop-Tarts or not. I do. But that's about, yeah. <laughs> You're down about a couple of weeks there, girl. Just tell you, toast a Pop-Tart and put butter on it. It'll change oh, your life. Oh, especially if it has the sprinkles on it. Yes. Like that's yes. bonus round. Yeah, yeah. So Proverbs 90, like uh, there's wisdom in counting the days of your life. Mm. You know, James, we're like a vapor. We're like mm. here and then gone. So what I'm doing is I'm just changing some stuff up, knowing that- I've got like under a thousand weeks left, mm. you know, but closer to 500. I'd be like, wow. And that's if everybody's a good driver. So to say, what am I going to do with the time that I have left? And I'm being strategic about it. The yeah. reason I write books is like, I'm going to end up in a jar. <laughs> someday. I hope it's a long time from now, but I want something leaning up against it. Yes. For my kids, kids, kids. I'll be like, this is what I thought about things. And so my encouragement, if you're listening, that. is to like figure out about where you are mm-hmm. and then to say, be strategic about it. To say, man, don't let some things go to another day. Don't let deferral happen mm-hmm. in your life. Just decide. Like, just say, I'm just deciding on this. Here we go. This is what I'm doing. And I think heaven will be doing backflips if you do. Oh, I love it. I love your perspective on things and the way you think about things. Thank you for coming and sharing on the Equip Podcast. Oh, yeah. What a treat. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.